The Johannesburg International Comedy Festival in partnership with 947. The third edition of the Johannesburg International Comedy Festival is coming up. It's the biggest independent international comedy festival in Africa. And it kicks off on Thursday the 14th of March and runs till Sunday the 17th. We're talking 40 local, continental and international comedians at the Johannesburg Theatre in Bromfontein. Kuzobam Nandi is going to be a jam. Now, the League of Nations is a show that's going to be going down on Friday the 15th. And this is a show that brings together comedians from all over the world, which, of course, proves the whole analogy that laughter and comedy has no borders. You know, it's truly a universal language. Mm -hmm. And a festival favorite, somebody that everybody is looking forward to, is a man who hails all the way from the United Arab Emirates. He has more than a decade of experience (coughs) in the business. He has performed all around the world. Like, I'm talking from the famous Edinburgh comedy festival hey, he's hey. been there he's gone to the new york uh, film, film, uh not film festival <laughs> i don't know why i'm getting so tongue-tied he's also performed at the famous gotham city he's a curator of the dubai comedy festival he's also seen the likes of dave Chappelle and our very own trevor on yes. his stages uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> his accolades include being one of the funniest people of the year from rolling stone and Esquire magazine also named him the Comedian of the Year. His name is Ali Al-Sayed. Welcome, Welcome. to Joburg. Welcome oh, to wow. South Africa. <laughs> You're reading that. I'm like, who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's me, mom. It's me, mom. Your first time in South Africa. What were you expecting? And I mean, you've been here for like all of two hours. I've been, yes, less than two hours. You know, what's crazy is that when I first started my comedy career, for whatever reason, South Africa was on my bucket list. I'm like, I have to go there. And through the years, everyone's like, did you play South Africa yet? I'm like, no, like, you have to go. You have to go. So I'm so excited. Like, I got off the plane. I'm like, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. So it's cool. So we saw, sorry, we saw in one of your, your stand-ups that you say um, Arabs don't like criticism. So we thought, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say, nice cap. <laughs> won't, say, won't say much nice cat <laughs> it's, it's my attempt to join the Illuminati it's ah. really like it's missing the eye oh yes I see the, the shape <laughs> right so now Ali I mean when we look at Dubai we look at the United Arab Emirates we think you know this place is really strict it looks like a place that you can't really be making fun of anyone particularly right. your government officials mm. or serious people is that the case they might be watching now. Uh, <laughs> no, listen, I'll, t- I'll tell you something. There's, um, there's a bit of that, but only because we're conservative people, mm. right? So it's not like we're, we're subject to a strict government that doesn't really let us, you know, do anything. Mm-hmm. It's just that we as a people, like, you know, if, if, if my buddy does something bad, right, um, I wouldn't go up and, and, and out him. Culturally, we're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna put it aside. Obviously, if he, you know, hurts somebody, yeah. of course, mm-hmm. you alert the authorities. But I'm saying, like, if, if he does something embarrassing, it's not like, hey, I'm gonna tweet about this. That in our culture is 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 not cool at all. And you see all these like uh, people like pranking their parents and yeah. their yeah, siblings. Yeah. Really, like teenagers, like really in in awkward situations. That will like sometimes we watch that and like. These, that's when we go death to America. You know, that's when <laughs> <laughs> that's when like Love the look at them. As well. <laughs> <laughs> death to America. So, so let's take it back. Let's go back to two thousand and eight. Right. You decide to quit your regular job. Right. Hey, for comedy endeavors. Yes. What informs that? Particularly talking about the, your country uh, that is conservative, etc. Mm-hmm. Why move from your regular job into comedy of all things? You know, I. 
I didn't think I wanted to be a comedian. Uh -huh. And it wasn't like, you know, my, my comedy influence was Chris Rock. Like, he Ooh. he taught me stand, like what stand-up really meant, right? Um, at the time, I think... Um, YouTube was was starting to become a thing and Russell Peters had come out a couple of years before that and everyone was talking about Russell and you had all these all these comedians coming out and I'm like what is this stand up that you know we we've been watching for the last couple of years mm -hmm. so I've kind of imagined like a, a, an image of myself on stage but I never would have thought that hey that's something I want to do cuz I'm terrible at public speaking. I was such a shy person. Yeah. Um that I would never imagine speaking uh in front of a group of people. So, you know, so I was quitting my job and I told cuz my my boss was trying to keep me. He thought I was upset, so I'm just making a rash decision. We'll We're, give and, you more money. Stay. <laughs> that's exactly it. And we're entering a bad like uh, economy is like, don't start a company now, you're an idiot, and whatever. And then I just started saying anything I'd ever wanted to do. I'm like, I wanna go swimming. Like, I don't, like, I just started making stuff up. And I said comedy at some point. So they, they actually called me a few weeks later and they said, Were you serious about that comedy thing? I said, Yeah. And so they gave me my first gig, which was oh, wow. a corporate event to like 800 dentists. So the same company? Same company. Wow, cool. That's how I started. And it was, it was right after I quit, I, I got to go in and, an audition to my, uh, you know, my ex-boss and the the head of the dental committee. They're like, all right, let's see what you got, newbie. And, you know, I got the gig and that's, I've never looked back. You never looked back. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like kudos to you because a lot of people often, you hear that niggling voice at the back of your head, mm. but so few people have the courage to take the leap and just go for it. Right. Because you could have fallen flat on your face. Let's talk about falling flat with a joke on stage and what your mind goes through, like, no one is getting this. Like, no one's coming through for me. Uh, how quickly are we moving on from that? You know, it, again, it's... Uh, <clears throat> I wish I had a great bombing story. But I don't. I really like... I, because you don't you, bomb. Really? No. Listen, don't, don't say that. this from a comedian. No, no, don't say that this because I've been a bomb at the <laughs> festival here. Don't say I've never bombed. Okay. I've had tough shows. Again, I'm going to go back to Chris Rock. You know, I've, I feel like... I, you know, he's he channels the way I think about comedy. And very early on, I watched a video um, of, of him and he was saying, you know, um, it's never the audience's fault. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody can get shot and killed at at the show. Mm. And if I don't turn the audience around, what? then it's my fault. Ooh. And that completely changed how I looked at comedy. Like if I would go up and a joke doesn't do as good as it does yeah. or a joke kind of falls flat you have to make it work. Mm. You're like, oh, this is on me. This is not on them. Like, I can I can blame so many factors. Oh, the sound is really bad. Oh, the room is terrible. Oh, these guys yeah. don't even want to laugh. You know, but when you when you look at it and say, no, I'm responsible for this, <laughs> it makes you work. You know what I mean? It makes yeah. you sweat on stage. So I never really bombed. Did I have tough shows? Yeah, every comedian had <laughs> tough shows. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember doing... Uh, uh, show, have you ever seen the Dubai fountain? It's like the largest dancing yes. fountain. Oh in the no, world. everybody knows that. I think that's right? one of the things that people go to Dubai specifically okay. for. Right? <laughs> Imagine being heckled by that every thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the show right, like right under the tallest tower in the world, yeah. and this thing yeah, is in our yeah, background. Yeah. And they're like, "Don't worry, we're gonna turn off the speakers, and you guys can do your comedy show." I'm like, "Yeah, they're gonna turn off." None of us thought that this thing shoots like to the sky, and then it dances around, <laughs> right? and then it has lights, really? right? And there's ten thousand people in front of us uh -huh. and we're doing our jokes and then this goes you know time to <laughs> and it's dancing and i'm like shut up <laughs> yeah but you know it that's actually one of my my fondest memories because i was that's when i knew that 
I wanted to to really um, push because I was only doing comedy for two years at this point. Yeah, I I really knew that I wanted to push uh, with this comedy thing because I was able to to, to hold an audience for fifteen minutes mm. with, with dancing with water, that, dude. That that was again. I don't want to. I'm not. Look, I'm not an amazing... I'm not trying to say that. Listen, I'm we'll say it for Come him, on. all right? <laughs> we will say it for him because clearly he's trying to be, you know, modest. modest. Yeah. Ali Al-Sayed is amazing. Nice you want cool. to see him on the 15th of March. Make sure you get your ticket. He'll be worth it. If he bombs, it's not him. They sent a... <laughs> no, it's, it's somebody <laughs> else. Sent <laughs> so now, how do you move from uh, I'm leaving my job to start comedy, cold right. feet, don't know what I'm doing, to being one of the pioneers in comedy in your country? You know, some of the businesses you started, some of the artists mm-hmm. and comedians rather that you helped. Talk to us about that. Well, you know, it, it was it, it was a, a, a lonely field, right? The stand-up was just because of Axis of Evil. I don't know if you guys heard of it. This was like the first time you had Middle Eastern guys with Muslim names doing stand-up mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. And they just finished their uh, Comedy Central thing. And that was it. And everyone was looking at that. And they're like, oh, I like this. You know what I mean? And so we had to recruit comedians and we had to recruit an audience mm-hmm. yeah. because that culture of I'm going to pay money to go see stand-up comedy didn't really exist at the time. So like people will watch it on YouTube, you know, this new thing, YouTube, right? And um, so at, at first, there's, you know, ch- the challenge was every Arab comedian wanted to talk about being stuck at the airport, you know what I mean? And uh, which was funny because these guys did it, but yeah. now it's like, all right, how are we going to move on? Yeah. Right. And talk about like real issues. Like you said, you know, th- there's a lot of things that people assume that we're not going to talk about. Mm. And we do shows in English and in Arabic. And I always say this, you know, expats in Dubai are more afraid to laugh. Sure. Than Arabs. When we do the Arabic shows, they're edgy, they're naughty. We talk about things. There's innuendos. There's there, there's a lot of pressure. So you guys talk about society. sex at the Arab shows. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> hey man, I was just trying to gauge just how free how free the show is. Dude, no, absolutely. People talk. You know, the, we just we just filmed this. Um, so I I produced the uh, the Comedy Central half hours in in Dubai last year, and one of the comedians and this guy he started with with our comedy school like a year and a half ago, right? Yeah. He goes up. And he does what shocked everyone. Like, he went a little bit graphic with his comedy. And some people left. Sure. And that's okay. I was happy people were leaving. Because now we're at this point where we're, we're starting to filter out our audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, I mean, comedy was never supposed to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. It is underground. It is, it is for the little guy. It is it uncomfortable is, to a certain degree. Right. It yeah. doesn't have to be. It, it, and it shouldn't be. If it is, then, you know... It's it's okay that it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. I guess this yeah. whole thing of trying to make people laugh, people often think that then everybody should be able to laugh at anything. But right. that's not always the case. You're talking about how, you know, when you're recruiting and starting out um, the, the Dubai comic industry and UAE, you had to go out and find comedians. Let's right. talk about women and comedy in the UAE because that is also another restrictive barrier and lots of stereotypes to be crossing over, right? Um. Women have no place in society. No. <laughs> you should have seen her face for like half a second. No, literally. My uh, like, what are like, you saying? What did you, what okay. are you saying? 
Okay, I'm going to have to punch him out now. No. <laughs> this interview is over. Thanks for coming. You know, my, my wife is, is, a, is a comedian and she is, uh, she's not Arab. She's, uh, she's self-proclaimed Arab, right? She, she believes she's, she's Palestinian uh, at some point. She's Italian-American. <laughs> and her dad talks like the godfather, like legit, like it's, it's scary as hell. But um, together, we, we always were like, all right, we're not going to push women because the stuff that they're going to want to talk about yeah. is completely different. If you look at, see, we're, we're about some years behind American, you know, stand-up comedy, yeah. like the, the level that they're at industry-wise. Mm-hmm. If you look at how a lot of women started there, they felt like they had to compete with, with a lot of the guys. So they would do like raunchier stuff that they weren't comfortable with. Yeah. Today, you have regular type female comics. Mm-hmm. They can talk about what they want to talk about. So we were careful to say, okay, let's, let's try to provide an environment where women aren't pressured mm. to try and compete with anybody and go up and do, I don't know, whatever. Like Russell Peters was big at one point. So uh, do accents or any of that stuff. Yeah. So we started doing, uh, obviously there's mixed shows, but we started also doing like uh, girls, women only shows. And these are so popular. That is kick They fill man. up like immediately. You'll have like five or six. You'll have like moms. You'll uh-huh. have like women that you would never, Expect like these are women that they show you like refugees of Syria mm. on the news. You know mm. what I mean? These and are here the they ten- are sitting ah. in a comedy show, right? And and they're 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 telling their truth and they're telling it how they want to. Um, and I think you know we we did a we did a tour finding talent in the Middle East and uh, we found some girls and I'm like oh my god this girl is so dark everyone's gonna hate her. <laughs> I love it because, yeah. you know. We but, like you. We like that, you. But that's the fringe of it, right? In the beginning, like, divide the audience. Yeah. That's exactly what needs to happen sometimes because they're not, it's, you know, when you don't expect somebody to do something, in a way, you don't want somebody mm-hmm. to do that thing. Mm-hmm. And then they go there and you're like, oh, she's doing it, yep. she's right. doing it. And right. I'm liking the fact that she's doing it. Wait, hold me back. Right, we we have this like this lady uh, from India, you know she she wears the uh, the the head covered with the hijab and and all that, and she goes up and she talks about race in such a great way. She <laughs> breaks down like how commercials are done in India. She talks about how society does it, um, and how she's you know a dark skinned Indian <laughs> uh, woman yeah. versus a lighter skinned Indian woman. How opportunities change. And, you know, she's a very successful person. She's uh, an engineer. She's mm. got three kids. Mm. Like, she's done it all. And she's so funny. And you, and you watch that and you go, this is what I want the world to see. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? Not just this room. Not just the Middle East. I want the world <clears throat> to look at this woman and say, all right, that's a voice. That's I'm not going to put my opinion mm-hmm. on that look, which is what happens in international media. In so it's media. no longer just about jokes now. It's about people telling their stories because if you don't, someone else is going to tell it. Of course. Yep. It's beautiful, up. man. Love it. So before we segue into the festival, let's talk about the school. You mentioned it. Um, how do you infuse comedy into a curriculum? Uh, see, it's... Congratulations on that, by the way. Oh, thank you. Big man. ups. Yeah, look, we what we try to do is... Um, we'll never tell you what to write. We'll never tell you how to think, right? All we're going to try to do is, you know, from from the get-go, make a list of this. Tell me a story about that. Just to ins- get people to think about how I'm going to come up with stuff, mm-hmm. right? Be authentic. Don't lie. Don't. If you try to be funny, you're going to die. It's just It just is what it just is, be. right? Mm-hmm. Just be. Be authentic. I mean, every possible thing has been joked about. 
There's nothing new under the sun. Right? Yeah. So you got to talk about personal stuff. That's what's unique. That's what's you. I mean, you you mentioned Trevor Noah earlier. That's what makes Trevor so amazing. Mm -hmm. The second I got to Passport Control right here in your airport and I heard his audiobook, yeah. right? So he does the accent like the the whole time. <laughs> the second I come in and the guy says, what's the purpose of your visit? I'm like, oh my God, this is so here it is. good. Here it, is. it is so good. He made me you know, visit South Africa before I was here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? And that that's the power of storytelling, wow. right? So this is what we try to tell these people. Are, are we going to make everyone funny? I mean, we had two Germans who killed like two weeks two weekends ago. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where um, you bring it, you, you bring your stuff and we'll tell you how to find the joke, how to, you know, structure a story, how to uh, put in a punchline. We used to give punchlines uh, and sometimes like you, you, you hear the punchline, you're dying to say it, but you're like, but no. You yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes though it's so good. You just pull someone aside, and be like, "Listen, don't tell anybody." But that was but this is your punchline. You're my favorite student. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and you know, the the quieter they are, the funnier they are. That is it? True. Yeah, the the one who's obviously funny from day one uh-huh. is the worst. So it's not necessarily always the clown. No, I, yeah, again, I'm I'm gonna keep going back to Chris Chris Rock because again, he, like to me, I think he's my mentor, even though he the never. God, fit, yeah, he's your godfather, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? He, you know, he um, he was talking about um, the 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 essence of comedy is not just talking all the time. You have to shut up sure. and listen, and that's where you observe life, you observe people, you observe things. So that's where it comes from. That gave me goosebumps. Yes. Like, I didn't realize that a Chris Rock moment would lead me to such Dude. a... It's deep and reflective. Just I mean, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. listen, 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 listen yeah. <laughs> you got to shut up. Nice. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the Johannesburg International Comedy Festival. I've yeah. never seen Ali before on stage. Mm. I've bought my ticket for Friday. What am I expecting from the show? Um, You know, when I... Uh, I haven't fully decided yet because I just got here. I do have an idea. There's there's always going to be this um, this weird ownership of the stereotype that people have about us. Yes, yes. That I like to do. So when I when I go up and you know it's it's like you know if what if you what if you said I am the elephant in the room now what hmm. how are we going to deal with me yeah right because obviously it's a thing right. Like, like I, I think about every time, like today I was walking through the airport really fast because I like to beat everyone on my flight. Really? Yeah. I oh, always, to get to passport control. Yeah, so okay. to passport control because I'm like, whatever happens, I beat 300 people. So <laughs> I, I hate queues, dude. I hate queues. Nice. And then I'm running and I'm, I'm not running. I'm walking really fast. And on this trip, I bought a backpack, which I never have. I'm like, oh God, please nobody think this is suspicious. <laughs> Like, but this is how I That's have how to think. That's how you walk around every day, yeah. That's yeah, how I have to think. I'm like, oh, don't look. <laughs> you know, like, people people don't want to mess around. People He's don't want to. He's got a backpack. Right? And he looks like this. He looks no like way. this. The beard checks out. <laughs> Say Allahu Akbar just once. That's all I want. I dare you. <laughs> Did you get any looks here, just by the way, at uh, Johannesburg International Airport? To, you know, I'm going to say this. People... 
always say this when they when they when they come to Dubai, people always say, "Oh, everyone's so nice, everyone's so hospitable," and this is probably the first time I experience it outside of Dubai that people are so amazing here. Before I even land, I'm like, "Why are you so nice to me?" Welcome to Africa. Like, this dude, I'm I'm so, I've been here two hours yeah. and I don't want to leave. But also, we're the nicest people you've met thus far. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, the two of us, as in nobody else in this room. Of just, course. Like, thank you. You said right. that to the guy we, outside. We, we just had to <laughs> get that straight. Nice. <laughs> So let's talk pre-show rituals. Yes. Okay. We see that your rider has got tea and water. Yeah. Why just that? Why just that? You How'd enjoy you get now. my you can rider? Get the gold as well. Hey man, we also <laughs> know the that city of gold. Sometimes you also pull up a barber for a trim and a shave. We've got you down pet, brother. Oh my god. <laughs> hey hey hey. Who did you talk to? Okay, let me tell you something. Uh, we are hairy people. <laughs> <laughs> You don't say. It. And if I if I don't get the trim done like right before the show, it's horrible. So sometimes I just I just call my barber to pull up. I'm like, listen, man, I can't come there. So you're gonna have to do the backstage thing. But I don't I don't drink. I'm boring, um, and so I don't even want the tea. I just I just feel like. I have to say something or oh, something more. So yeah. you have to and say something more than water. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, well, I, I'll have the tea as well. <laughs> if I must, if and I must. Accent too. Right, but I don't. You know, I don't need. You know what I like to do before a show? Uh-huh. I like to see people. Mm, observe. Observe, watch. like you know, all the time. You know, when, uh, when people are visiting Dubai and producing uh, shows in Dubai, they're like, "Why are you walking through the main door?" I'm like, "Cause comedy is f- like." From these people, yeah. like mm. I, I love to look at them and say, and, and you know, just in your mind, you're like, oh, this is my demographic. Oh, we're gonna have a great time mm. tonight, mm. right? Although you can't, you know, you'll just look at someone and be like, all right, maybe they look like they're in their twenties, female, whatever. You can't really tell much about their personality. You just feel that energy from them, and then hopefully that that translates on stage. Everything in life is energy. You know, when you started out in your career, it was about doing comedy just for laughs. Mm -hmm. But you've evolved to a space where you want comedy to be about making the audience think and really reflect. Mm -hmm. How are you going about achieving that in in your work? Uh, You know, some days it's hard because a couple of years ago, I was very angry and I was writing really like angry jokes and they were angry rants. And this is when like the the height of ISIS was happening. Mm -hmm. And... I declared war on, on I, I ISIS. I mean, we, we need to be sensitive <laughs> no, no, about how you're right. saying this. So, but, so I, I'm like, okay, so so the, the whole ISIS situation is, uh, you know, sure, the, their damage is physical, mm. but their marketing was mental. Hmm. Sure. So I'm, for me, it was like, why don't the creatives come together? You know, filmmakers, comedians, writers, poets, whatever it is, we can defeat them because mm. they're weak, mm. right? So I got into this like funk. I was so ISIS angry. Like I would write all these things and then I'll change the punchline sometimes to Christ- Cristiano Ronaldo or something. Just so, <laughs> just so it's not really happy, <laughs> you know? Because um, I was, you know, I was trying to demonstrate how, you know, th- the argument of ISIS is so weak and it's going to be replaced by something else you know, very soon. And yeah. it's, the, it's the argument of, of Messi versus Ronaldo, right? Obviously, Messi is king, but... Of course. Of course. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> had, had to throw that in Of course. There. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where 
it's sometimes it's hard and you're angry and then you move past it and then you can talk about it a bit more subjectively and i have i know i have a joke that's going to really upset a lot of uh a lot of my audience and i'm waiting for the right moment because i think it's such a brilliant joke and it's it's a so the premise of the joke is i was how, about to say can we can, can you drop it i'm not going to tell you the joke i'm not telling you the joke i'm going to say the premise of the joke is how is about how gangster muslim women are because Man. they oh, i've i've observed it uh, i i was raised by women so i i've i've seen how tough they can be but um when when you see like um you know struggle that you know a people have to go through mm-hmm. any people if if they're you know the the dis, disenfranchised or whatever right uh women always have the toughest role yeah mm-hmm. in in any mm-hmm. of that and then you go um in in uh, in international media they say oh these men are terrible and these women are oppressed these women are oppressed but well, you're not asking these women mm-hmm. right you know like i i look at these these feminist movements and they do a lot of things against you know uh, muslim women without asking them so it's like you know it's it's almost like a uh, a members only club you know and like that's gangster that, that is you know like you know like in in france they're like oh you can't wear the burkini yeah you know you have to but you know it's exactly the same as a scuba diving suit and I'm like oh you can't wear it i'm like well how is that feminism how is that a feminist movement you're you're telling these women embarrassing them in public to do something against their own beliefs. Mm. Yeah. So you're mad at the idea that men could be forcing these women to do that, mm. but you never ask the women. Are there women that are being forced to cover up against their will? Sure. But ask. <coughs> like where where do you, where do you stand? Oh, you're being forced, I'm going to save you. Okay. Right? If this is what you want. Okay, cool. You do you. You know what I mean? So th- these are things that hopefully we'll be able to talk about i mean ali i'm sitting here and i'm like this is such a serious topic where are we going to find a joke or the humor in that oh there there it's there you know uh, it i started writing this when i was angry and what happened was i was doing a festival in new york and for whatever reason i decided to put on my traditional arab clothes mm-hmm. and i'm like oh new york's friendly and then i, I get out of the hotel i'm gonna be fine <laughs> i'll be all right i get out of the hotel and everyone and this is like mind you we were staying close to times square so it was crowded and everyone's looking at me of course sure. i had a backpack with my cameras but you and this backpack <laughs> I, I got to stop <laughs> i need to get like a satchel i think there's something, something. I think you need a moon bag just, no, that, right. that also might be suspicious you know, know. i'm, I'm just i That's need an assistant thing. with a bag like a very white <laughs> oh white assistant like, like a very white non threatening like that, becky that you know would work. like her name is becky <laughs> becky never does anything bad lovely <laughs> And so I I freaked out and this genuinely happened. I called an Uber because I knew the driver's name was going to be Muhammad. I'm like if anyone's going to understand, it's, it's going to be Uber. <laughs> they're they're going to send me Muhammad and be like, "All right, you know what? Just just do this." I will find my people in the cab. <laughs> right. And and then I in that moment I saw Muslim women wearing the hijab walking walking around. And I was like, "I get I don't have to do that. I get to hide my identity to a certain degree." Mm. but they can't and they 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 carry that very very bravely and in in a way that i i never could in a gangster way in a, in a gangster, gangster way in a gangster that's way that's exactly it like a try me brother try, <laughs> try me <laughs> now you mentioned chris rock a lot yes uh, let us test you a little bit the uh-huh. one comedian you wish we could do without we could do without uh-huh. oh you got time <laughs> oh 
<laughs> Give us the 10 comedians. I got lists. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could do without. Oh, there's many. That Jesselnik guy is so bad. Jesselnik. Yeah. Heard of him, Mulisad? No. He's uh, people Maybe are always right. talking about him. Um, I think right now Louis CK. I I'll tell you what. Really? Listen, I never I'm such a fan, man. I'll tell you what. I never really liked his comedy. Okay. And he has like iconic jokes, but I always respected his craft. And then when that all that stuff happened, I'm like, oh, there's nothing left Maybe to respect. Not. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so for me, like, you know, he's he's dispensable. For me, for okay. me. The punchline right? has died. <laughs> right? But um I don't know, man. There's They so it's Louis C.K. I don't, I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, like people resurface things like years later. This I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an interview somewhere, and they'll be like, "Well, <laughs> you said this about Kevin Hart." And I'm like, "Ah." Oh, so are you saying the world could do without Kevin Hart? No. Okay. It's Kevin no. Hart, Louis C.K., and the other guy. No, yeah. So at least we have three. No, no. Guys. See, Kevin, I'll tell you, I personally, I don't enjoy his stand-up as much as I should. Mm-hmm. But I will watch him do any interview, mm. anything on camera. I'll watch every movie he does. And he is, hands down, the hardest comedian to ever comede, if, ever, if that's mm-hmm. even a word. <laughs> like, the guy is such, like, he's, yeah, he's such an inspiration. Star, and he's so funny. But his stand-up, for me, is, is packaging, mm-hmm. right? But I don't have to enjoy it. It's like, like see, Rihanna. Exactly. Well-packaged. Exactly. Ooh, it's like Rihanna. Yeah. She's well-packaged. She's very, well... <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> She is well packaged You know Well <laughs> I came no here to talk about that, that. <laughs> <laughs> This thing was tight this whole time No uh, Like I, I saw Louis C.K. live And I saw Kevin Hart live And I had the same opinion about their stand-up I laughed when I saw Kevin live I did not really laugh that much when I saw Louis C.K. live mm. Right and I saw them in great situations. Like I, I, I saw Louis C.K. in Madison Square Garden. So the atmosphere was amazing. But like for me, it wasn't. It's not the type of comedy that I like. But Kevin, like his uh, his last one, uh, what now? Um, he did an Abu Dhabi, and 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 we were there, and and I was laughing. I'm like, this guy is really. You know, like when you're there, you feel his energy. And but you when you're not. just looking at him, you're like, no, you're this like, guy's uh, not for well. me. I could do without him. <laughs> not really. Because see, he has iconic jokes. Like, you know, the the bank account. Yeah. The, the, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. You don't right. learn today. Yeah, these are classics. You yeah, can never yeah. do without them. Like, comedy in the last decade would be so empty without them. Like, even Louis C.K. Has, has some classics as well. Everybody has their part. All right, right. So, Ali, we've learned about you, but I want to know how quick are you on your feet? Uh-oh. Like, quick, I'm quick. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're okay. going to hit you with some quick fire questions and hit see me. how you do. First one, trick question. Who's the last girl you kissed? My wife? Yeah, no. That's right the trick question. We have, we have to be sure. <laughs> last time you picked your nose. She didn't ask me which one. Oh. 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 <laughs> it was the second one, if you're wondering. Thank you. <laughs> the last time you picked your nose? On the way here in the shower. Yeah. I washed. I washed. <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> All right, complete the sentence. Lady Gaga and Matthew McConaughey need to... Stop it. <laughs> ASAP, right? <laughs> Dude, everyone's talking about their Oscar thing, like Lady Gaga. I'm like, What? <laughs> what? <laughs> The last time you were in the toilet, was it the ones or the twos? Oh, I don't remember. That was days ago. Days what ago. What do you mean? No, we must uh, take no. you. No, 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 no. We need we to, must I, take I you mean, to somewhere. 
You tell me you haven't even you've peed in I'm, the last. I, I'm a very thin individual. <laughs> this is this is just built up. My my Got you, you, you know. It's the ones and twos that are built up in there. <laughs> right. No, I, w- I I was flying. I don't know when I, I left. Like 4 a.m. I thought my flight was 2 a.m. So I was like. So you have not gone to the toilet in like. I don't do public toilets at all. What? Yeah. I understand why you wouldn't, man. So then that means you don't consume anything on the airplane. Or are you telling me you're able to consume Listen, a couple of beverages and let this me tell you cooler something bag about that is in front of you? <laughs> let me tell you something about Education camels. Education about camels coming up? <laughs> they store stuff. <laughs> Love End of lesson. Uh-huh. And you did say that you're a very skinny dude. Yes. It's just you've got stuff stored. I mean, if you're listening, skinny is in great inverted commas because that we must paint the picture of the right. camel and you're, you're holding. I hear you. Yes. I, hear you. I wear my hop in the front. <laughs> The world, the, the world of comedy, or a world rather, without comedy is? Uh, boring. Unreal. <laughs> Unnatural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, There's no we, life there. No, we, we're just laughing for nothing, <clears throat> the three of us. And that's natural. Sure. Like that's we can, You can say hi to somebody and that might make them laugh and be like, hey... It's the first time you say hi to me, and then you laugh together. Like it's it's so natural. Like mm-hmm. it can happen any time. It doesn't need to be a production. It's almost like a world without water. Yeah, right. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Ali Alsaid <coughs> is out at the Johannesburg International Comedy Festival on Friday, the fifteenth of March. He's performing at the League of Nations show. This is a deep yeah, guy. Whoa. I mean, he is. I don't know. It felt like an Oprah Winfrey interview. You know? Like, no, really. Like, the heart, the I soul. I did not the... touch young people. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, every time I watch Oprah, she's got a pedophile on. Listen. <gasps> no, we do not have Michael Jackson in our shows. <laughs> Stop it, you guys. Oh! <laughs> Love it, man. We can't wait to see you. Thank you so much for coming to 947. Thanks for having me. Enjoy South Africa. I will. The Johannesburg International Comedy Festival in partnership with 947.